0: It is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Good morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning, Truth Nation. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. It is Wednesday. January 31st, we are in our second hour. It's 8 18 a.m. If you're just joining, hope you're having a great start to the week. Tomorrow is the first. I just have to keep telling, uh, reminding myself that because I, you know, I got decisions to make telling now.
0: It, but it's also your second favorite day of the week. It is Friday Junior, Friday's, too. So,
1: yes, Friday Junior. <laughs> so, we're going to make sure that we keep bringing y'all the Heat, we got guest co-hosts in the building, Marquette University's Men's Basketball Hall of Famer, Tony Smith is in the building. This week, y'all, we have been talking about the impact of stereotypes on Black people, African-American, Black, however you classify yourself as a person of color. Negative, negative impacts that impact how and why we show up as a result of stereotypes is what we're talking about today we're focusing on the stereotypes of black people being lazy now before we get back into the conversation i just want to remind us that racial stereotypes are defined as constructed beliefs that all members of the same race share given characteristics where it's as far as black folks, whether it's athleticism, whether it's parenting. And as we're talking about today, work ethic, laziness. Are black folks lazy? Now, before the break, we were talking about welfare because welfare, which as our valued listener Al had mentioned when he called in, was not designed to feed house and support black people that's not what the history of welfare came from and to al's point it started around the great depression in the 1930s and focused on all and i want to emphasize all low-income individuals and families now in the 1930s i'm not off the top of my head aware of what the median income for americans was but this was designed for low income individuals and families because you had a lot of people who had just came back from war, a lot of women who just weren't able to work but had to take care of their families. So qualifications of welfare, when it first originated, were very unique in terms of how how the system works today. Now, as far as the lazy stereotype, the correlation is that America would often use terms. And when I say America, I mean specifically politicians. They would use terms, languages and images when talking about government assistance, such as welfare to correlate black people with laziness. So this is where as institutions of higher learning continue to remove black history from American history. This is why here at The Truth, we're going to keep educating ourselves because that's what's needed to fight stereotypes, whether you're black, white, because we have a ton of listeners that are not black, for the record. And most of our listeners that are not black always say they love this station because it helps them understand why things are the way they are in order to fix the problem. Yeah. So if you are a person of that is not black and you're listening to this and you're feeling uncomfortable, that's a good thing because it starts with empathy. And then you, you start to think about things critically because I'm gonna tell y'all right now as a black person, there is nobody on planet earth that inherits laziness because of the color of their skin. I'm, I'm gonna say Boom. it again, Telly. but I wanna get your reaction and Tony's reaction. There is not one person on planet earth that inherits laziness or lack of work ethic Simply because of the color of their skin.
0: Look, that is that is tough to follow up. I'm just going to read Dan's text message. You can hit us up on the True Talk and text line 833-212-1017. Dan says, good morning, family. Black people could never be lazy. How do you think this country was built? If anything, we're conditioned and even our condition is conditioned. Something we individually can change. That was almost as there profound as what you said, DT. <laughs> y- look,
1: thank, and you, thank you, Dan. Because you, you know when you get that silence, yes, thank you, Dan. I mean, y'all, it's coming hot, as Telly had mentioned on the Truth Talking text line. And uh, D Wood says, "If black people are so lazy, then give us back all the contributions that we made in this country and in the world, and we'll see how far you get."
0: And if mm-hmm. boy, <laughs> you know the what? one thing—the one thing I just thought about. Just hearing that and reading that text is how often did you hear growing up? Hey, go back to Africa, go back where you came from. It's like if we went back to where we came from, there's a lot of stuff y'all would be enjoying right now.
2: Well, the other thing is they they, they stole half of the stuff, <laughs> right? That we, that so we, the stuff invented. that
0: we did create, you yeah. stole it anyway. He stole it anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, Craig, to back up what y'all are saying, Craig says on the truth talking text line, which again is 833 212 1017. It's just a funny thing that they call black people lazy when on media outlets we were portrayed as slave workers, human mules, the ones that did all the backbreaking work, the field work, the housework, et cetera. That stereotype just does not make sense to me. Zuri Tribe on the YouTube message board says, if we lazy, then give us our 40 acres and watch me get lazy. <laughs> Zuri's like, oh, OK, well, if we lazy, come and give me my 40 acres of mule and I'll just go right to bed. How about
0: that? Yes. And, yeah, and it's, it's a It's a stereotype, again, that has been perpetuated over and over and over. And again, I'll go back to what I said earlier with donald trump if you tell a lie enough then people may actually start to question the truth and be
1: like you know what now let me maybe mm -hmm. maybe that is correct speaking of which and i'm so glad you said that way telly check this out now welfare got started based on the social security act y'all lean in check this out so this is why when people say America's not a racist country really check this out The Social Security Act of 1935, and this goes back to what Al had said, was a program that enabled states in the United States of America to provide cash welfare payments for needy children, check this out, who had been deprived of parental parental support or care because their father or mother was absent from the home, incapacitated, deceased, or unemployed. Are we clear? That's a fact. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, where it becomes racist as part of a systemic racist effort. If you noticed during the sixties and seventies, when more black people were encouraged to apply for welfare, if you notice for women, it was part of separating the black family because there was oftentimes where women were told, in order for you to receive welfare, you could not have a husband or a boyfriend. That's why that one show with Diane Carroll and James Earl Jones, or I think it was a movie actually, where anytime the welfare officers or social, uh, what do you call it? Social worker, thank you, would come, she would have to hide anything and everything that looked like she had a boyfriend or anything like, she had to hide toasters. Appliances that so it was it was program that you have to rely on us and you cannot grow and develop, which I find interesting because a lot of times certain people will say, you know, black people don't want to work. They want to be on welfare. They want government assistance. But you made policies and and rules to prevent a, a, a black woman or a black man from building, which is one of the most fundamental parts of the American dream. And that's having a family.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see yeah, what brother commit so uh, before you continue. Let's see what brother commit yeah. has to say. Brother commit, good morning. Commit is that that's right, Ben. Commit, commit, Kemet, I'm sorry, brother Kemet, Good morning. What's your question or comment? Commit,
2: commit, commit. I don't care what you call me. Commit. We gonna get it right. Man. You should care what we call hey, you. Listen, <laughs> listen. I I don't. I must. I must. I, I have to take my hat off. This is one. I'm a person, I've spoke on college campuses, I've done things, um, and this is one of the most powerful pieces I have ever seen to do a week-long show because the stereotypes are what drives us. You see it in social media, everyone giving wrong numbers, you know, just giving incorrect statistics, you know, just all over the place. And the more you do that, and when I speak to young people, when I was going to, to MPS for years, for like 19 years, I would always tear down the myths and the lies about us in order to make our babies feel good you know our babies feel like we're you know they're, they're, they get it so much they're so inundated by it that they feel like yes we're lazy yes we're this yes we're that they'll tell you I can bring you a group of children and they'll sit down and tell you all the stereotypical things that they believe about themselves wow you know and and, and that's that that's a that's a heart-wrenching thing a gut-wrenching thing it's, it's something that i was i was Definitely part of, Um, I spoke about some of the things that they've done, but I want to say this with the lazy piece, you have to understand, if you look at us and I can send you articles on it, you know, one of the things that they did when they brought us here to America, they called us lazy and shiftless and uncivil The narrative was not that we were hard workers. It was that we were lazy individuals. And this is something that you can look up and find that even during the slave days, they justify slavery by saying that we're a bunch of lazy, shiftless people. So the lazy thing stuck. It's stuck because it's been put out there for years in order to make what they were doing look correct and make them look like hard thinkers and hard workers. We're making them work. So this narrative has history. It has, it has a lot of history behind it. What DT said in terms of I'll, I'll do you one better. My wife was one of the best specialists with W-2 here in Wisconsin. She was good. My wife is Bernadette. They know her. She was good. And she was real, real good. But one of the things that she voiced was that she couldn't understand why there was, with W-2 and welfare, um, they were telling her, they were driving home, that you got to make them work. Go work. If they're sitting at home, you got to go make them go out and work. If they, they're going to have to do some yarn, knitting, they have to show up. And so there was a, there, there's something that goes on with this welfare thing. If you don't have a job, they make you get out there and do something. You have to report mm-hmm. to them and do something. Yeah. Well, my uh-huh. wife found out that in rural parts of Wisconsin, they didn't report to do anything. Those women are receiving welfare. They're still doing it to this day. They receive welfare. And my wife was, why don't you make them show up to us somewhere? And they said, well, there's no jobs, really. And that's a lot. She said, they can go out there and work the farms. They can go out there and work the stores. Why are you not re- re- requiring them? And this is happening right here in Wisconsin. And I'll pull their card on it any day they want to. Anyone that disagrees, you have white women who are not working in particular and they're sitting and they collect, they're collecting sex right here in Wisconsin. My wife voiced that, you know, sentiment and said how wrong it was and she told them about themselves and got fired.
0: Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, we appreciate your call, brother, brother. Uh, I
1: I could listen to him all day. Yeah. You know what? Let me just say this really quick, Telly. This is why this station is so important. Because, you know, these are the kind of things like I did, I had no idea that that was even taking place until that brother shared that that, that yeah, experience.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, that to hit on one of the things that he talked about in terms of going back to slavery and how those labels were created. Uh, if you ever get a chance to go to the National Museum of African-American History and Culture in Washington, D.C., it is a must. Some of the artifacts that were that are in that museum. Are priceless. And one of the things that I was very intrigued about is when slaves were put on the slave block, how they would describe them. They would say, uh, uh, strong Afro American, uh, uh, no, they'll be like, strong uh, black slave uh, works hard or Or they'll put like, uh, they're around 14, 15, I don't know how many good years you're going to get out of them, but they are this or they are that. That was part of the description when slaves were being sold to other slave owners, Mm -hmm. uh, how they worked. Or if, uh, man, he's a big burly guy, uh, he could get you at least 10, 12 hours a day. And just depending on your physical attributes, how they determine how good of a worker you would be. So, again, if they looked at you and you, so he went, and you wasn't as strong or you didn't look like you could work 12, 14 hours a day, then they would like, like, well, you might not want that one. That's a lazy one.
1: So you just described and going back to, was it Nemet? It Kemet. is point two. Commit commit Kevin. brother commit this yeah. all this this all correlates with how and why black people show up the way that we do in any professional capacity whether it's corporate whether it's a uh, blue collar or whether it's 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 sports yeah we we know that the stereotypes that we're athletic and that we're strong and that we're laborers and not critical thinkers is exactly why and here's a here's a fact Studies have shown, and, I, and I'm and i big on credible sources, and I'll, I'll get the source later. But do you know that the majority of Black people that work in corporate America purposely get there earlier and stay longer without necessarily being productive? But just, just being there. Yeah. Because they don't want to be regarded as the lazy Black person. Yep. Now, think about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, I know the younger generation is starting to shift that but and, and and so let me just say this on the truth Talking text line r moore says i have an issue with them telling black women that they could not have a husband or a boyfriend to receive such benefits so my problem is why did we say okay and why was the man okay with it there has to be more to this than that there may be our more but let me go back to the definition or the criteria now remember social security act of 1935 enabled states to provide cash welfare payments for needy children, are you ready for this, Armour, who were deprived of parental support or care because their father or mother was absent. That then translated in terms of racism is in order to receive care to take care of your child, you cannot have a husband or a boyfriend or any type of other parental support. So that's where it became Black families, yeah, we're gonna keep y'all divided by making sure that there's more emphasis on getting welfare aid or financial aid than building a family. That's why I R more. That's why. Cause I got I could care I can tell you right now, if it came down to me being able to feed my kids or have a boyfriend, what do you think I'm gonna choose?
0: All right. Yeah. It's going to come to feeding your kids. Look, this conversation and this topic is generating a lot of heat. Keep it coming, Truth Nation. Hit us in the Truth Talk and text line 833-212-1017. We will keep the fire going on the other side of the break. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.
2: Don't touch that dial. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly.
0: We'll be right back on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
2: Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he has
0: inspired generations of change.